Welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 5, Episode 15, The Treasure of Manco. The original air date for this episode is... February 12th, 1990. <laughs> I was going to make a joke if he didn't. I was gonna, I was like, <laughs> that is, uh, that's the best Lincoln impression I could do having never heard the man myself. It's a reference to his Bill and Ted performance. Yeah. That's how I always remember <laughs> Lincoln's birthday. February yeah. 12th, 1890. That's L-I-N-C-O-L-N. I know how to spell Lincoln. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Michael Priest, and it was written by Chris Haddock who is uh, previously uh, Dana Elkar's writer, and a good one. Um, Why don't we discuss this episode in brief? Uh, In this episode, MacGyver assists an archaeological expedition to find some ancient Peruvian treasure. Yeah. Crystal skulls and such. Yep. Um, Which is funny, because in Crystal Skull, they do go to Peru. Yep. They go to the Nazca Lines. Yeah. I've been there. Have you been there? I have. It's crazy. Did you find any Crystal Skulls? Didn't find any Crystal Skulls. Did Rufio try to kill you? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't Rufio, was it? Who was the guy that we decided was, was it Rufio? No. No, it wasn't Dante Brasco. It was, uh, but it was, it was some other Somebody that famous. was like a, a small character in some movie that we loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was now. Oh, you know who it was? It was, uh, it was uh, Luke Chen. It was. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah, The kid yeah. from. Uh, Turtles 2. Yeah, Turtles 2, which I think we referenced last week. Or uh, yesterday. Yeah, or yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you heard it. You're listening, you heard it. <laughs> you know who we're talking yeah. about. Um, uh, this episode actually starts in 1540. Right. Um, with uh, Which is the earliest I think we've had an episode start. So yeah. I, if I, you put the whole show together in chronological order, this would be the first shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's uh, taking place in a cave. Actually, uh, some of the Merlin stuff would be uh, first. Would that be first? Would, uh, uh-huh. Medieval Times was before 15... 15- yeah. Well, Wasn't it like the 1300s, the King Arthur and all that stuff? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I have my timeline. I'll bring it in. Um, <laughs> I, ever show We're going to arrange this entire show in order of <laughs> chronological. Ever, ever tell you my timeline of world history book? I don't know if you have. It's a crazy book. Yeah. Um, you can buy it online. It was. It's weird because it was also put together by a theologian. Oh, okay. So it starts in like 4004 BC when Adam and Eve were born. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And it has the breakdown based on the Bible of how many how old people were when they lived and died. Right, because people used to live like 600 years yeah, according yeah, yeah. to the Bible. Yeah, like Moses lived to be like 140. Yeah. Um Noah was like 300. Yeah. And so so but it has a timeline, but then it actually gets into actual modern history and like, you know, Alexander the Great and the reigns of, and it has like all these different timelines for all the different uh, empires like yeah. so you got like China, you got Germany and all these different timelines of all their emperors and things like that. That's interesting. Um, but it has Arthur, Pendragon, and you can see that the time when he was su- suspected to live isn't medieval. It's Roman. Oh, weird. Um, that's why the King Arthur movie with uh, Clive Owen yeah. takes place. They're the Roman soldiers in Britain. Oh, interesting. When the Roman when the Roman Empire is pulling back. Oh, okay. Uh, and that and that. Well, the the, the theory goes. Is that Roman soldiers stayed there, and when the the Saxons were invading from uh, the north and pushing the Scots and the Celts south, that they made a deal with the the an alliance with the Brit 
the Britons, the Roman soldiers who remained. Yeah. If we join forces, we can push them, them out, and then this country will belong to all of us. Right. And that's kind of like that deal we made with the Native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it went perfectly well. Yeah. For um, us, anyway. Yeah, but that's that's the theoretical story of how sure the 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 kingdom in the medieval the the Mallory version of of uh, Arthur yeah. is he is uniting the kingdoms by drawing the one true sword yeah yeah which then makes him king and there the one true sword is also based on an actual sword that's like in a church but it's still in the stone so it mm. hasn't been pulled from it but it's like they they've done tests to prove that it's been in the stone for like almost a thousand years it's crazy yeah. Um, you know the stone in the sword in the stone at Disneyland. Yeah. That it actually does come out. It doesn't come out all the way. No, they they they, they do they choose they choose randomly to let people pull it out completely. I thought it didn't come out the whole way. Oh, I thought no? it only came out like an extra like foot oh, okay. or something. Oh, but, maybe but I'm wrong. But they still choose people to let let you do that. Like, yeah. Once in a while, we go let this. Kid like have some it. dad will be trying to do it, and then his like eight year old son will go up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna like totally fake that situation with my son when he's like old enough to know what we're doing <laughs> just looking around trying to yeah. draw attention to yourself i'll just wave around like hey hey i'm gonna pull this sword this, this out one. i'm so strong i'm the dad i'm the strongest my son's an idiot and then get my son up there <laughs> my son's an idiot just like people say at disneyland <laughs> i'm sure this is i'm with stupid <laughs> <laughs> just point and it's just an arrow that somehow follows my son around we'll have the technology <laughs> Uh, wow, we are way off track. <laughs> anyway, um, so this starts in a cave in 1540, right? Um, where uh, there's a ceremony. Six minutes into the show, <laughs> we're on the first <laughs> shot still. Uh, yeah, this is this is this is roughly like the same opening of the Mummy Two, where um, it's a changing of the guard. Right. Someone someone's being some treasures being sealed up, and a guard has been chosen to forever protect it. Right. Um, and. That's pretty much all we get of that scene. Yeah. Like we 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 we, get, we we see a gold crown being placed on the head. That's going to be the the map of of sorts that we'll be right. operating off of. And I guess we move to the present where a landslide has sort of unearthed the chamber we were just looking at. Yeah. Or at least parts of parts it. of it. Yeah. And we're at the University of San Marcos in Lima, mm-hmm. where Mac has uh, been called in and is waiting for Maria. Uh, to come down like and discuss because I guess uh, Mac was there for the funeral of Maria's father. Right. Maria's father was killed by people in the mountains while he was hunting down this mm-hmm. this treasure. Uh, she believes that the person responsible was an old friend of Maria and MacGyver's named Enrique. Yeah, I think uh, they're overestimating the value of this chamber, <laughs> just in terms of like basically uh, the. What's the woman's name? Maria. Maria. Um, Maria seems to think that they can sell the gold in this chamber for enough to feed the entire country. Like, yeah. To save the entire nation just from this one tiny like burial chamber. Yeah. I I don't quite get her, her logic because also, you know, it, it's a lot like the gold in Gold Rush. Yeah. It's like, you know, once the government gets their hands on it. Yeah, it's not, you're not going to see any of it. Because they're talking about how corrupt the government is. Yeah. It's just like, well. Let's give it to the Russians for earthquake preparedness. Yeah. And there's like, we'll give, we'll give the, this ancient treasure worth billions to the Peruvian government to help get their act together. Mm, I don't, I don't fi- think that's going to cure corruption. Yeah. Handing over gold bars <laughs> from an ancient civilization. Here's some unmarked gold. Could you guys. 
give us a sandwich? <laughs> but um, and then her her worst fear is that Enrique, a childhood friend who is now leading a guerrilla army in Peru, mm-hmm. is going to use the same burial grounds and sell them off for arms and yeah. to basically further his his military cause. But uh, MacGyver agrees to go with her because he's just so interested in yeah like he's like i can't resist this stuff th- this is this is holy rose all over again yeah basically except for he put up much more of a fight yeah. <laughs> to go along with her and it took her. a lot more convincing yeah this to... time he was just like mm, i want to do this <laughs> before before someone pulls my houseboat out of the harbor yeah i'll just agree to go with you yeah he's, he's gotten less reluctant uh and uh so uh the first step is to head out as far as they can on the normal roads, which ends at a uh, mountain military outpost. Right. And we should mention also that uh, the actress playing Maria here is Teresa Saldana, who you were you went to look up on yeah. the Internet Movie Database. And and she just passed away. Like a month ago. Yeah, a month ago. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, when this, whenever this airs, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's June. Yeah. In, in early June. June of 2016, and she passed cause, away. Because we're always looking people up to see if maybe, like, they'd be a good contact to, to see what they're up to now yeah, yeah. And, and discuss the show. And she does have some other interesting credits. She was um, on Captain Planet and the Planeteers. She was Mame Slaughter. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She uh, she was Joe Pesci's wife in Raging Bull, Lenore LaMotta. And uh, she was also in an episode of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which oh, starred sorry. Richard Dean Anderson yeah. as one of the brothers. Um, yeah. And, and so it was very, very sad to, to see that she had just recently passed away. Yeah, I, the first thing I read when I Googled her name was um, an obituary that Martin Scorsese had written for her. Oh, wow. Uh, I forget if it was in Variety or Hollywood Reporter. It was one of the, the bigger ones. Because mm-hmm. um, he had worked with her on, I guess, a couple things, but most predominantly Raging Bull. Bull. Yeah. So that, that was a really sad thing to discover. Yeah. But, uh, but she does a great job here. Yeah. Oh, no, she's great. This I actually I actually like most of this episode. I feel uh, like this is this is more what I would have wanted from a fourth Indiana Jones movie than what the fourth Indiana Jones yeah, movie yeah. was. Because it kind of has the same kind of bittersweet ending. Yeah. Uh, without if you craziness. take out like interdimensional beings, yeah, and knowledge it, is their treasure. Like, <laughs> get rid of that stuff. That's just stupid. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get a knowledge is their treasure. Yeah, but it makes way on. more sense. Yeah, well, I mean, even in this episode, the. The alternate treasure yeah, yeah, yeah. is still better than knowledge. <laughs> but whatever. Um, at the uh, military outpost, they're uh, greeted by another familiar face, Captain yes, Diaz. Captain Diaz, who has only played bad guys so far. Yeah. But I'm sure he's an upstanding citizen here. Even though he keeps getting demoted. Yeah, he keeps getting demoted. He started as a, as a general in the gauntlet, and then he was a lieutenant in uh, Jack of Lies, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, and now he's a captain. Uh, is Captain a- Below Lieutenant? Yeah. Okay. And then next time we'll see him, he'll be a detective. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a military. I'm switching to the police ranking system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, he's getting going that far down. Yeah. Or he's uh, just going to be a private. <laughs> he's a homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at the same time... Uh, hey, Captain Diaz, can you crash your shopping cart into this pimp's car for yeah. me? <laughs> I'll pay you in monies. I remember when I was running a whole country. <laughs> uh, Ramon uh, now rides up. Ramon is the son of the guide that was also killed right. by Enrique. Uh, so it was Ramon's father and Maria's father 
um, out on expedition. Right. Uh, Ramon, of course, wants to avenge his father by killing Enrique, um, but uh, basically MacGyver's trying to say, hey, well, we're not going up there for that. It's like, well, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Captain Diaz shows where his men found the uh, the artifacts and then also where the bodies were recovered from their mutual fathers. Right. And, of course, he's very apologetic, and he says, you guys are welcome here to stay the night so you can head out in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and so, he, like, he's being very gracious. And he, and he provides them with, like, a place to stay for the night. He yeah. lets them stay in the provisions. Tent. Yeah, the supply tent. Yeah, he says, you, you know, we don't have, like, a spare tent for you, but you can stay in the supply tent. Yeah. Plus, we don't want to keep her with the men. But somehow, someone figures out that they're staying in the supply tent. Yeah. And they get kidnapped in the middle of the night. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, this knife gets plunged into the side of the canvas. It's like, this is a tent, down. you know, it's not locked. <laughs> you can just come in the door <laughs> you can like literally, a person. You can literally shoplift, <laughs> as as the term was invented, yeah. by lifting up the edge of the tent and sneaking in. Yeah. Just walk in, you guys. You don't have to destroy our provisions tent. Um, yeah, so they're immediately taken hostage. Uh... uh <laughs> they get led out to Enrique in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Enrique, who is played by uh, Richard Chavez, who was Pancho in Predator. Oh, okay. So he's the guy who's like talking to all the like local women and right, translating right, right. for them. Uh, they... And and he was the first one to get taken out, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the one who's like, oh, no, I'm okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> take me with you. Get this stuff off of me. But he got smashed by a log or something. Uh. Of course, Enrique claims that uh, he's he's innocent of the, the charges, that he didn't do it. Uh, uh, and Maria... Maria keeps telling everyone that she has the key to find Manco's treasure. Yeah. She tells her the Captain Diaz, she told it to MacGyver, and now she's telling Enrique, yeah. I have the proof that the treasure's real and that, that I have, I have a, direct... a key that'll open everything. Yeah. I just <laughs> My note's going, Maria, shut up. Yeah. I also think it's really weird that up until this point, every time she brings up how Enrique killed her father, MacGyver's like, nah, I don't think that happened. <laughs> nope, nope, that definitely didn't happen. Yeah. And then the first time we meet Enrique, he's trying to explain himself. He's being very civil. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't kill your father. Um, you're mistaken. You've been led astray by these people. Yeah. Um, that's not what I'm trying to do. And MacGyver suddenly is like, wow, you know what? I guess he did kill your father. He's like, what What are you listening to, MacGyver? It seems like he's speaking to the point that you were making earlier, and somehow you're getting the exact opposite message. Yeah, I, and, and it's... It's enough like, that he's leading a guerrilla army yeah. for MacGyver to be like, okay, well, you're not the guy I remember. And, and, and whose word are they taking that, that the guerrilla army I'm assuming Diaz, Diaz and yeah. Yeah, the military, yeah. He said, because he says, I know the country told you that or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but but even Enrique says, then your mind is really made up about this, so yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are free to go, and uh, we'll, we'll hang out, back we'll hang where out they're later. Going. <laughs> and and they, they, I mean, as the screenwriter goes out of his way, Chris Haddock's way, to make the point over and over again, like, no, don't don't grab onto them like that. Like, let them go. Like, no, you can't grab her like that. Like, mm-hmm. he's trying to be as civil as possible, even though he did have them kidnapped from their tent yeah, yeah, in the yeah. middle of the night. Um, so uh, the next morning, uh, you know, Captain Diaz sees them off and asks casually asks for information about where they might have been taken, but you know, because he realizes that they're in the area. Yeah, and he's kind of like just basically 
giving them, like, you know, just be careful. Uh, and Ramon is going on and on about how he's going to kill uh, Enrique. And MacGyver just, of course, gives him the usual, like, violence yeah, leads that's, to violence. Yeah, you're just escalating the problem. It's not going to solve anything. Uh, and so they, you know, the next scene is basically they get to the point they where... They load up horses and start heading out. Yeah, they, they get they get as far as to where their fathers were killed. Right. The, the point. And, and and Ramon is like, you know... This is a terrible place for a camp. Yeah, Ramon's like, my father would not have made camp on the top of this hill. It's too yeah. exposed. There's too much wind. It's not this. This would not be a good place. So they must have been up here for another reason. And then Maria says, "But it is a pretty view." Yeah. And then MacGyver's like, "Yeah, it is a pretty view. Maybe that's why they camped here." Yeah. And then he's holding the, the, crown. Yeah. And he's kind of determining, oh well, some of these symbols kind of match up with these mountains. Yeah. The 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 rock formations across the way. And so MacGyver asks if there's any kind of ruins between here and the mountains from yeah. this point. And I, I thought it was kind of crazy that he's like, he's like, well, there's two cats on this crown. Doesn't that mountain kind of look like two cats? And it's like, no, it doesn't. No. Not at all. Not at and all. then Ramon's like, oh, you mean Dos Pumas Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> the two cat mountain over there? Yeah. Kind of looks like two cats. Two cats. You idiot. <laughs> they call it that because someone saw two pumas. Yeah. They died. <laughs> they, they call it that because that's where I left my pumas. <laughs> when, when I wore them out, talking yeah. about shoes. Shoes, yeah, I got it. I got it. Cool pumas, bro. <laughs> uh, These babies are catalog only. <laughs> what does he say? It's in Cologne High. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as soon as uh, they start making the connection, they're shot at. Right. And Mac drops the crown. While they're trying to make a run for it. Because he's a doofus. Yeah. Come on, MacGyver. You've been shot at before. Um, and uh, the attackers just basically grab the crown and ride off. Right. I mean, th- that's all they were there for, was, yeah. was the crown. You know, Diaz is not... Oh, sorry. I spoiled alert. Someone is not... <laughs> Some, someone's not playing this very smart. That yeah. you, if you follow them all the way to the end... Yeah. See, even Von Leer didn't do this. Yeah, you wait until they're holding the Holy Rose, and then you shoot at them. Yeah, it's like, okay, we follow them, and now they got it. Yeah. We didn't need to, to, don't, to don't steal. Don't leave any work for yourself. Make the guy dig his own grave. Yeah. Uh, so Maria believes that this was Enrique's men. Right. And uh, so when they try to follow them, they come up to uh, uh, a small uh, group of... Uh, Enrique's men who seem to have the headpiece. Yeah, they're holding the headpiece and they're standing out on the, on like the shore of a little river that runs down through yeah. the valley. Um, in the meantime, uh, Ramon grabs a rifle. Yeah, back at Diaz's camp, he gets a call that one of his patrols is not reported in. Right. And so he says, "All right, well then we're going to head out to where they were last known." Yeah, he says they uh, should have been back by now. So uh, they start heading out. Uh, Ramon gets a good position. Because he sees Enrique inspecting the headpiece. And even MacGyver now is just like, well, now there can be no question. They, they stole the headpiece. They shot at us. Um, yeah. that, that this is it. Uh, so Ramon takes aim. And I thought that MacGyver was going to stop him. Yeah. But no, Ramon gets the shot off. Yeah. Um, he's just a terrible shot. Yeah. And he, he just He kind of wings Enrique. Yeah, he gets him in the shoulder. Is that what wings means? Like... You have to hit him in, like, the wing. The wing area? <laughs> the wing region. Just yeah, winged he, me. He gets him right in the shoulder and uh, 
basically immediately Enrique's men have them surrounded. Right. Because they gave away their position. Yeah. It would have been really interesting if there wasn't a red herring in this episode and it turned out Enrique was just the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Like, like he had <laughs> been, just like they set it up that way. Time. Uh, just once I want the red herring to turn out to be the actual bad guy. Yeah. So they're captured again. And again, Ramon and Maria, and now even MacGyver are kind of like... Enrique, you're a terrible person. How dare you? Terrible. Shame. 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 Shame on you. Shame. Uh, but Enrique takes them over to a group of men that they captured and says, are these the men that attacked you? Yeah. And they're all, yeah. They're like, these aren't my men. <laughs> these it's are like, Diaz's That's why men. they're prisoners. <laughs> you can see that they're prisoners. They stole the crown from you, and we caught them like five seconds later, yeah. and then you shot at us. Um, but one of these soldiers, I don't know if it's one of Enrique's men or one of the three guys that they have in this little tent, but he's just credited as soldier. But the actor's name is Richard L. Duran, and he actually played one of the Libyans in Back to the Future. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't oh. know which one. <laughs> one of the guys in that car that's Go. driving around with a rocket launcher. <laughs> I like that they're driving this like the the, the crappy Volkswagen bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a rocket launcher. Yeah, he's sticking out of the top of it with a rocket launcher. Especially when they crash right into that twenty-four hour, hour photo, photo booth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, of course now Mac, Maria, and Ramon are very remorseful that they accuse their friend of murder. Yeah, they they still don't know that he could be the murderer, <laughs> and that he just hired three of his men to pretend to be prisoners. That's true. But I'm pretty sure the implication yeah. is that he's he's okay. They uh, they make the next connection on the headpiece that leads them to like this big open this well. Uh, right. They open it up and it's too way too dark down to see at the bottom. They drop a the stone down. It's incredibly deep. Right. So and they, completely empty apparently. Yeah. Um, so they figure that there there must be another way down to access the bottom of this well. And then looking at the crown, they're like, oh. There should be stairs. Yeah. So we should take the stairs down. And they do. They and find there some, are. They find some buried stairs and they work their way down the stairs to the base of this chamber. Yeah. Um, and we now recognize this chamber from the opening scene of right. the exterior shot of the cave. But right. now that there is the, the cave entrance has been sealed in. Right. And now this is once again where MacGyver completely ruins his knife. Yeah. By jamming it in and trying to pry rocks apart with his knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing is so bent and worthless now. Yeah. But he gets the job done. He manages to pull one of the rocks loose enough for him to push the rest of them in yeah. to open up the tunnel. And uh, and Diaz's men are getting ever closer yeah. during this whole point. Uh, so the first room that they get to is, is mostly empty. And there's a uh, like a, a wall body in the corner with yeah, a spear in its, it's chest. Big old spear in its guts. Yeah. Uh, and they find a, a bag of unusual seeds. Like right. even, even Ramon says, like I've been. He's like I've planted a lot of things, and I never planted any of this stuff. Uh, this is some crazy Incan uh, yeah. seeds, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know, like corn nuts. You mean? That's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be so good. Just delicious corn nuts. Uh, uh, so MacGyver realizes that uh, 
the cave was sealed after it was emptied. So why would the Spanish, if the, if the Spanish came and looted the cave, why would they reseal it? Right. Um, so clearly, whatever they came in here and killed everybody, someone else came in afterwards and said, all right, seal this cave back up. Yeah, because don't let them come in here and investigate any further. Um, so MacGyver puts together that there must be another door and recognizes that there's a big open slit in the, like, Aztec-style kind of calendar where you yeah. have, like, a big Incan face in the middle with a... Yeah, but it's frowning. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, well, you know, the, the curve of that frown kind of matches the curve of this crown. Frown? Let's crown? flip this crown upside down. Let's just shove this thing into its mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Which... May or may not have been a key because it seems like the wall would have rotated whether or not there was a key jammed. Yeah, in it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't. It doesn't make a sound or anything like it's unlocking. It just kind of pushes in. It, and it doesn't seem like as interesting as a key as like the mask of the wolf staff yeah. or even the holy rose like scepter keys. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like it's sturdy enough to be a key. Yeah. It seems like if you tried to turn it, it would just rip it apart. It's like a Burger King crown. Yeah. The favorite Burger King crowns <laughs> yeah. that you get. Do they still do that? But made out of gold. I, I think they do. I haven't been to Burger King on my birthday in a while. A lot of terrible birthdays in a row. <laughs> no Burger King. <laughs> Every one of these birthdays, oh, all my friends keep giving me gifts. Instead of oh, me all I want is a paper crown. But they, they push this wall around and they go into a chamber that's full of gold. Give me the gold. I want Give me the, the gold. gold. <laughs> Give me the gold. Hey there, bozo. <laughs> Flip-flops. <laughs> so they start lighting up uh, the, of course, like the your traditional bins full of powder that light and create eternal flames. Yeah. Um, just as Diaz arrives and takes control of the room. Right. Uh, A little bit smarter this time. Yeah, waits, exactly. Waits for them to figure everything out. So Diaz gets in the treasure room, which has all these barrels clearly full of gold but nope they're all full of seeds these uh, same and, crazy seeds yeah and well actually some of them appear to be pumpkin seeds they're like really oh, yeah? big broad seeds they just um, don't have pumpkins in south america <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i've planted a lot of stuff i've never seen pumpkin seeds these are fairly common ramon yeah they're only common in the americas though we throw them away every halloween we only grow them their only real purpose is to grow for halloween now it seems <laughs> yeah and for pies. Uh, so uh, Max starts to offer a an explanation as to what the seeds represent, what the statue in the room that's like waiting with open hands represents. Yeah. Um, and so he starts this crazy BS session yeah. saying that's the god Quintano, which immediately makes Enrique go, Quintano, like yeah. to, him, to himself. And uh, that he represents the god of the fields. And the Incas would bring him gold to protect the seeds. And so he figures that's what the well was for. You drop all the gold and in the put well. Put the gold in there and he keeps the seeds safe. So the, the, this must be the way to retrieve the gold. Um, and, and Maria and Enrique just kind of like are like, oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The Quintana. That's, he's absolutely right. This is all, this is all what, what he's And Diaz is like, I'm not from here. I'm an exchange student, so I don't know anything about my own culture. Yeah, I know nothing. I'm, I'm assuming what you're telling me is the truth. Uh, so uh, Mac and Enrique realize that the hands must have to hold some kind of weight. Yeah. 
He's like, well, he stands up and he holds his hands out the way the statue's holding its hands out. And he says, what does it look like I'm doing? It's like, it looks like you're waiting for something, like an mm-hmm. offering. Mm-hmm. And instead of putting one of the barrels on the hands, which is he what I would have done. He gets up and stands on it. Yeah, and and uh, and he tells Enrique, we got to really push hard, just like... Uh, just like when we were in, uh, when we were skiing, I can't remember exactly the the, the term that he uses. Uh, like when we were in that almost avalanche. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, so they start pushing down, and the mouth of the the statue. Uh, Diaz is getting a little too close. Yeah, and so okay, so we hear the mouth opening, and we're hearing rumbling of something approaching the mouth. Yeah. Even if it was gold. You Actually, would, more so if it was gold. Yeah, you wouldn't want to stand at the opening with what sounds like a Scrooge McDuck money bin sized load yeah, coming out. Yeah, I don't out. want to die in a gold avalanche. <laughs> um, so, of course, it's nothing but seeds and grains, which. But it's enough to blast Diaz off his yeah, feet. Yeah, and probably create a grain explosion with all the dust, the fine dust. Well, there that, is fire in this room. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so. Because those silos explode every once in a while. Yeah. 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 It's for, and we we've talked about like you know when MacGyver uses it as a yeah. as an explosive. Um. So MacGyver and Enrique are, manage to take out the other two guards, um, uh, while Diaz is composing himself and reaching for his gun, and Ramon just hits him with one of the pots. Yeah. Um, Zelda style. Yeah. Uh. And so MacGyver then explains uh that what the well was for was actually a grain elevator. Right. And that Which just, I think everyone figured out the second they mentioned that there's a really tall chamber and there's some interesting seeds here. Yeah. I was like, it's like okay. okay, it's a silo. Yeah. The, 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 the treasure was, was their seeds. Um, and See, then he, the seeds was their treasure much more satisfying yeah. than knowledge was their treasure. Yeah, well, because they talk about like the gold, which is like, oh, like, like wheat and corn. Yeah, corn is gold. Yeah. That's a thing that people know. Except for blue corn. Yeah. Patch. <laughs> Blue, Blue corn, corn is not gold. Never heard of it. Uh, and Enrique and MacGyver explained that Quintano was their ski instructor. Right. And That's uh, crazy, though, that they had, like, this South American god taught them how to ski. <laughs> well, that's if someone's going to teach you how to ski, I'd want to be... Who better to learn from than an Incan god? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Thanks. Yeah. I don't believe in you anymore. <laughs> uh and they, they, yeah, they had to outrun an avalanche. I think also MacGyver's signaling that whenever we open this thing, it's going to come tumbling Yeah, it's going to be an avalanche, so get ready to outrun it. Um, the uh, Act 5 roundup. Diaz, <laughs> Diaz is being taken into custody by somebody? By, by an even more corrupt guy <laughs> that was Diaz's boss earlier, who's arresting him only for getting caught. Yeah. Um, uh, Maria and Ramon agree to testify against Diaz... And apparently these seeds are going to feed the whole country. Yep. Because... Because suddenly a craze of eating seeds is going to sweep the nation. Well... No, it's going to make some crazy new miracle food that they've never yeah, seen before. Yeah. I was like, were they not farming all this time? Also... Like, what if we start farming? I don't farming? know how well a 700-year-old seed is going to work. Yeah. Um, Pretty sure these are all dead. They can't be viable seeds anymore. I would think not. Um, excuse me. Uh, I... I I really don't know. Like, I know that there's, like, the grain and seed storage that's, like, up in, like... What? Helsinki or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have, like... It's an underground facility. And it has, like, seeds of every known plant mm-hmm. that are that are being stored. But I think they're being stored in, like, 
the appropriate temperature. Yeah. But they're not being like germinated, growing, and then reharvested. They're they're preserved in some kind of yeah. way. So maybe. It but is I think possible. I don't think they're preserved in 1300s technology grain silo. Well, if if TV and movies have taught me anything, is that they had the technology, and that's why they were so such an advanced. But culture. then again, if we can resurrect dinosaurs, sorry, 65 million year old amber, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to resurrect seeds. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was one viable seed in this. 1600 gallon silo yeah so one of these seeds has got to work yeah um and uh yeah uh they hand over the seeds to macgyver who's gonna i guess take them in for analysis right because there's some kind of weird they're gonna clone them magic and seed. then if there's any holes in the dna they're gonna fill it with frog dna <laughs> we're oh, gonna my, get... oh my gosh all these crops have suddenly changed sex <laughs> oh no and they're hopping away <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know plants have different sex. They do. Uh, I don't know how you, you know, I know you can identify them if you know your stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I guess Peru is saved. Um, the whole the whole country is saved by this these seeds. And I that's think, about it. Yeah, I think that. Does she abandon the hope of selling the gold in this chamber to to feed the country? I guess because well. Her, they set it up early on that her goal was just to save the people. And I guess this means all oh, the people are saved, theoretically. But it, what the gold in this one burial chamber wasn't enough. She was expecting that there was a grain silo full of nuggets of gold. Yeah. Okay. But even that, even that was probably not going to yeah. be enough. Although, from what we discussed, if, if the entire human history of, of gold excavation has only amounted to a 65 foot by 65 foot by 65 foot cube of gold. Yeah. Then this could have doubled it. <laughs> yeah, This exactly. silo was actually full of gold. But it, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was full of, it was full Just of seeds. Just crappy corn or whatever. <laughs> whatever seeds. It's like, well, it's like, that's just what bothers me. It's like, wait, you just need corn seeds? Yeah. I mean. You don't actually even know what this fruit is. Like, they're, they're already like. Wow, this could be a new fruit that's going to save our country. Yeah, or it could be zucchinis. Like yeah. you don't know what it is. Yeah, you don't know what it is. And plus, like if all you need is corn, dude. All you need is corn. <laughs> There's plenty of corn da, 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 da. in other countries that can give you the corn stuff that yeah. you need. Just go buy some pop secret. Don't pop it. Yeah. Don't pop it. Yeah. What if that's this whole thing was supposed to be a giant microwave popcorn and that? The silo just didn't work the way it was supposed to. Oh, that would have been a crazy twist. Like, if MacGyver, like... He started a fire and the popcorn just, like, yeah. blew the top off of something. Yeah, like, like he, the seeds, like, like, in Real Genius. Or or in uh, Dirty Work. <laughs> they do it in there, too. <laughs> but Real Genius is a better example because they actually destroy a whole house. Yeah, yeah, They yeah, just destroy amazing. a tractor in Dirty Work. Uh they ever tell you that in Real Genius, like, the, the, the latitude... The, the, yeah, the latitude and longitude is, like, right by your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> How close is it to your house? Is it closer uh, is to it, yours but, than mine? Uh, oh, well, I mean... Probably around so the cool. same. Yeah, it's, real, it's, like, it's, like, it's like two miles, a mile or two away. That's crazy. But it, it's, like, right here in, in town. It's in Camarillo. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So if you want to meet us at the latitude and longitude mentioned in, in Real, uh, Genius. Real Genius, where we, we, was it William Atherton's house? Uh, Who yeah. plays the guy? Well, yeah, William Atherton. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's right. It's real close. Yeah. Such a good movie. Real Genius. Check it out. I met William Atherton. Really? 
at a Ghostbuster screening. Oh, nice. Interesting factoid. This man has no dick. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. <laughs> Your mother. <laughs> I'm going to miss him. We are going to send you a nice fruit basket. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yep. Also a good movie. I like this episode. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I, I don't hate it. I, I, well, I don't hate I it. Like it. I like it better than Holy Rose, actually. Oh, better than Holy Rose? Yeah. I, I, think, I, like, I think I like the ridiculousness of Holy Rose. I think Holy Rose spends too much time being about chimney sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to sneak around this castle and you're not going to find me. How much time of this episode are we spending in this chimney? Yeah. Um, I think the only problem I have with this episode is Maria's naivete about finding the gold and giving it to the government yeah. To help the people. Yeah. Um, which a government is which she admits. Like and just Enrique, use the gold to buy food to feed the people yourself. You don't need to yeah. involve the government. And that's such a short-sighted goal. Yeah. I'm just going to turn all this gold, which will be valuable forever, into sandwiches. Yeah. Which will not be valuable forever. Which will be consumed. Yeah. And then next month I'll just find another burial site. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't really buy... But I get why they had to set her up that way. Yeah. That her only goal was to feed the people. Because yeah. then, because if it was like, if her goal was to like help the government with money and then they got the seeds, then that would be problematic because this won't help the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it had to be a concept like feeding the people, which is like, oh, these seeds can help feed the people. Yeah. But again, this isn't, you know, Peru has agriculture. They have enough crops that they're planting. It's, I don't think it's a matter of not planting enough. Yeah. Um, it's just not providing enough for the people, the amount of people. Like if you, you can't just have seeds. That means you can plant more. Like, no, you have, they have seeds. You need land. You need need, water. You need land and water. And that Peru has deserts. It has mountains. It has, it doesn't have, it has a lot of issues that, uh, doesn't make a lot of good growing land. Yeah. Uh, so those are the problems that they really need help with. But uh, I feel, yeah, that I didn't really buy that whole. But plot. even for a mediocre episode of MacGyver, it was still better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes, we can agree on so, that. So better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, um, uh, and uh, you know, the, uh, so, you know that, that was really that's my only complaint. Yeah, is is just that. Um, I also feel that the opening scene in the past. Might have been unnecessary. Might have been unnecessary. Because it didn't really say much that we don't get from the rest of the episode. Yeah. I think it's more just an attention catcher to be like, what? This isn't the present? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I was hoping for booby traps, of which there were none. Uh, oh, like Gold Rush style? Like, yeah. Or, or even, again, Holy Rose. Yeah. Uh, or I guess Holy Rose didn't have any booby traps either. I, I don't like, know. Like Last Crusade. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. this is an ancient temple. You left a guard. That's cool. But you should yeah. probably have... What like, if that guard was still alive, like the yeah. knight in Last Crusade? Yeah. But, or even, again, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that opening scene is in Peru. Yeah. That, that's a, or that, like you mentioned in The Mummy, where it's like, they're going to get this like thousand-year-old mm-hmm. burial chamber, and they're, the people that are, were left in charge of guarding it are still guarding yeah, it, but still it's just there. generations later. Yeah, they're, 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 they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Because in the moment when they when they finally get into the chamber, you see where the two guards are standing. They're just dead. Right, but there's still a team of people that are preventing people from even getting inside. Yeah, that yeah. are that are generations and generations from the people that are protecting. Trying to, it. Yeah, um, and weird little pygmy 
murderer creatures. Do you ever listen to the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast? No. There's um there's a, a section of it called um, Beyond Belief with uh, Paula Tompkins and Paget Brewster, and uh, it's really really funny. Uh, but there was an episode that was like a mummy type episode, and uh, they get into a chamber of this like burial chamber, and he's like. Um, don't look now, uh, sweetie, but I, I, I fear there are snakes filling this chamber. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't stand snakes. How many would you say there are? And he's like, uh, rough estimate, thousands. And she's like, there can't be thousands of snakes in here. I don't hear anything. He's like, well, that's because they're all dead. Apparently no one ever told ancient Egyptians that you have to feed your pets. <laughs> it's just like every trap that they run into along the way is like some is a chamber that was supposed to have an intimidating animal, but it's all skeletons everywhere they go because that's what happens if you bury an animal with you. Like it's yeah, not yeah. gonna it's not gonna defend your burial place for very long. If you don't feed it within like a week, it's yeah. probably gonna die. It's like I thought it would become like a fearsome ghost. Yeah. She's just like, oh my god, a terrifying alligator. Or at least it would be if anyone had fed it in the last <laughs> millennia. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, just reminded me of that. But yeah, um, I think that's it for this episode. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And again, if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Uh, tune in next week we're going to be covering season 5 episode 16 Jenny's Chance yeah starring Linda Blair crazy not she vomiting th- she oh, I was going to say she throws up on everything oh, okay she does vomit then <laughs> alright uh, thank you for listening thanks thanks